Hello and welcome to the 15 Minute Mindset. My name's Rob Edwards. I'm a mental health professional and I'm the founder of Lifecycle Coaching and Lifecycle Audio. The majority of my work is in corporate communications, providing things like corporate podcast solutions and bespoke training and coaching programs for organizations across the globe with a focus on improving engagement, mindset and well-being. I speak regularly on the topic of mental health in the workplace, something that is becoming increasingly important, I think, as the world continues to shift and change almost beyond recognition. So we've now got listeners not only across the UK, but also in the US, in Canada, the Netherlands, Australia, Hong Kong, India, Brazil and Russia. The list continues to grow. So thank you. So if you've been with us from the start, welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. But if you've only just found us and this is your first time with us, well, welcome and thank you for giving us a listen. We've covered quite a lot in the previous 10 episodes, so maybe head over and check them out. Because, yeah, this 15-minute mindset is all about, of course, maintaining a positive mindset. But it's also about raising awareness and building responsibility and removing stigma and fear. And we do it really by developing an understanding and an appreciation of the things that tend to get in the way sometimes. So it's a little thought provocation, if you like, because it's good to think independently. We don't do enough of it. So if you haven't already, I'd encourage you now to get up, get away from your screens, stick your headphones in and head outside with me for 15 minutes of fresh air and fresh thinking. So here we are at week number 11. Last week, we explored the topic of resistance to change and how to overcome that. And so this week, I want to build on that a little bit and to build some momentum. And so with that in mind, what have we got coming up this week? Well, I mentioned a moment ago about the importance of independent thought. And it's a topic that's fascinated and intrigued me for quite a while, because to put it simply, I don't think there's enough of it around at the moment. Independent thinking is refreshing, it's provocative, it encourages conversation, and it lays the foundations for honesty and for integrity. But unfortunately, I think it's a little under threat at the moment. It takes real courage to have your own thoughts. And especially these days when so much of what we consume seems to be fed to us by complicated algorithms. But it takes even more courage to then voice those independent thoughts or to act upon them for fear of being seen as being different or for fear of breaking these repetitive behavioural cycles that we find ourselves in. And so the unfortunate consequence of that is this urge to remain silent or an urge to conform and to almost unconsciously fall into a pattern of groupthink or a pattern of polarised opinion where things like individuality and originality and accountability are actively discouraged. And so over the next few minutes, we're going to explore a little bit around the topic of independent thought. We're going to look at what that term independent thought actually means we'll ask why it's so important. And finally, we'll look into whether you are an independent thinker, and if not, how you can maybe start to become one. All that in 15 minutes? We'll see. That's the plan. Let's see how we get on. So let's start by briefly exploring what we mean by the term independent thought. 
And in order to do that, as opposed to looking at a specific dictionary-based definition here, which might be a little bit restrictive in its scope, I thought it would be useful to consider some quotes on the topic. And as we work through these quotes one by one, each one will dip you a little bit deeper into the concept of independent thinking. So first off, as a bit of an introduction, if you like, a guy called Jim Rohn, who is an author and entrepreneur, defined independent thought. And he said, let the views of others educate and inform you, but let your decisions be a product of your own conclusions. Let the views of others educate and inform you, but let your decisions be a product of your own conclusions. And it's similar to a quote from a chap called Albert Einstein. And what he said went a little bit deeper into the topic. And he said, at least once a day, allow yourself the freedom to think and dream for yourself. At least once a day, allow yourself the freedom to think and dream for yourself. So he's gone a little bit deeper into it. And then Adrienne Rich, who's one of the most influential poets and essayists of the 20th century, took it a little bit deeper when she quoted this. And she said, Responsibility to yourself means refusing to let others do your thinking, talking and naming for you. It means learning to respect and use your own brains and instincts grappling with hard work, which suggests that independent thinking isn't easy. And that's true because the temptation to not do so is ever present, which is why in order to best summarize what we mean by independent thinking, the last quote that I'll use is from a speaker and an author, a guy called Bob Proctor. And he said, you must strive to become much less susceptible to the influences outside of yourself and much more inclined to trust the instincts and feelings that lie within you. Which is perhaps as true these days as it ever was. Because as we know only too well, those external influences are becoming even more targeted, even more personal, and unfortunately, even more addictive. And so, to summarise independent thought, it's about having the freedom to explore and to be curious, and then it's about having the confidence and the conviction to be guided by your own views and values, rather than those of others. So now we've laid that foundation, and we've got a clearer understanding of what we actually mean by independent thought, let's consider the second question for a moment, and why is it so important? Well, to put it really simply, if you don't develop the skills to think for yourself, others are going to do it for you. They're going to think for you. And such is the world that there are plenty of people out there who will happily tell you what to think and who will strive to control you and make decisions for you. And there are even people out there who will happily tell you what you are thinking, which is a little bit more disrespectful, because how could they possibly know? And so to put it another way, if you are not thinking for yourself, you're probably not speaking for yourself either. And therefore, you are not contributing your real self or your full value. And that's a shame because we all have a value. We all have something unique to offer. But that value and that uniqueness sometimes gets a little bit lost because some people don't really know what they think or they haven't yet developed the courage or the tools to think for themselves. 
So in order to try and demonstrate this, we're going to try a little bit of an experiment. So take a moment just to think back to the last time that you were asked, what do you think? And consider for a minute, how did that question make you feel? It might have been in a meeting. It might have been over dinner. It might have been to comment on something during a Netflix binge. Whatever the situation, when you were asked, what do you think? Well, did you know? Were you immediately certain in your response or were you maybe a little less certain? Because being asked, what do you think, can create feelings of vulnerability or feelings that were a little exposed or maybe feelings that would been put on the spot. And why is that? Because surely we should know what we think. Surely we'd know how we'd answer that. But do we? Do we really instinctively know that? Do we really know instantly what we think? Or is it more the case that we want to be fully prepared to be considered in our responses and to have that time to think in order to maybe not stand out or in order to not be seen as different or to look foolish? And it's an interesting question. What happens when we are asked what we think? Because it forces us to think. But consider this one for a moment. What if that question was asked slightly differently? What if the question was not, what do you think, but how do you feel? What difference would that make to your response? Would your response feel more natural? Would it be easier to find? Now, I won't be either assumptive or disrespectful enough to give you the answer here, but maybe just consider it for a while and see what you think and see what you feel about it. Because independent thinking isn't about saying what you think just for the sake of it or going along with the crowd or saying what you think people want to hear. It's about allowing some time for creativity and curiosity and finding that honesty within yourself. It's about taking that time to understand your values, your instincts, your belief systems and how you really do feel about things. And then being able to think independently opens up so many different opportunities because it allows you to question the things that you see and hear. It gives you the tools to challenge assumptions. And when it is understood and practiced regularly, it can really build your confidence in your own ability to stand up for yourself and to stand up for your own beliefs. And so to remind you of Bob Proctor's quote from earlier, independent thinking is about striving to become much less susceptible to the influences outside of yourself and much more inclined to trust the instincts and feelings that lie within you. So with all that in mind, how can you work out now if you are an independent thinker? And if you're not, how can you maybe start to become one? Well, in order to work out whether you are an independent thinker, try considering these questions. Firstly, are you typically able to reason things out for yourself? Or do you rely heavily on the guidance and the opinions of others? Secondly, do you feel comfortable drawing on your own experiences and your own feelings and values and creativity to help to overcome challenges? Or do you find yourself largely relying upon others? And finally, are you able to really think as yourself? Or do you tend to conform to what others would expect or want you to say or think or do? 
Because independent thinking relies on having the awareness and the confidence to draw on your own inner feelings and your own intelligences to form your own judgment, rather than having to rely on that of others. So based on what we've covered so far, if you are not yet an independent thinker and would like to be one, here's a few things that you can maybe try. Firstly, just take some time to examine your own mindset. And if you want to improve the way you think, start with examining your own mindset first. Be curious about how you work. Have a willingness to learn and to explore and to understand where you might be stuck in your ways a little bit and be prepared to challenge yourself and question yourself first. Secondly, then explore the other argument and be prepared to play the devil's advocate and ask yourself, okay, what if the opposite were true here? What difference would that make to my perspective on things? And am I prepared to look at it that way? Thirdly, Spend time interacting with people who are different to yourself and put yourself out there and interact with people who might hold alternate views to your own because we like to surround ourselves with people that we're comfortable with because it feels safe to do so. But mix with people of a different gender, a different race, ethnicity, political affiliation, social economic background and talk to them, ask questions, share a coffee. You might find more commonality than you first thought possible. Fourthly, try to find a role model. Take a look around at people who are successful in your field or in other fields as well, or people who motivate and inspire you to think a little bit differently. Find those independent thinkers and pick someone who's going to challenge you. Learn about them, approach them, and ask if they will work with you for a period of time. And then finally, start to act like one. Start to act like an independent thinker. Because if we want to become something... Be it now. Don't wait to become it, because the chances are it won't happen if you wait all the time. So if you want to become a creative and independent thinker, start now. So I think that feels like a reasonable point to bring this week's episode to a close. To summarise it, independent thought is about having the freedom to explore and to be curious, and then having the confidence and the conviction to be guided by your own views and values rather than those of others. And let's face it, in a world that's under constant change, where we're so easily led by the opinions and views of others, where the media and social media have such huge influence, we perhaps need independent thought more than we ever did before. So hopefully this has either encouraged a little reflection or provoked a little bit of thought, maybe a little bit of independent thought. If so, even better, I'd encourage more of it. So... Thanks again for giving this a listen. Thanks for your support and your comments. They're all appreciated. Please keep them coming in. And of course, if you do know anyone else who you think would like to listen to this, by all means, send them the link and encourage them to do so. I hope, as always, that it's got you away from your desk a little bit, if only just for a few moments. And if it hasn't this time, well, I'll keep asking. Maybe it will next time. If you found this a useful and an enjoyable experience, please come back again next week. But if not, that's okay. It doesn't matter. Be independent. It's all right. So thanks again. I'm Rob Edwards, and this is the 15-Minute Mindset. I'll see you again soon. Take care. Goodbye.